Hi, this is Millie, and this is the Escaping Narcissistic Parents podcast, where you will find the validation and love you've been looking for. Welcome to my new listeners, and thanks to my loyal friends. Please follow me on Instagram at Escaping Narcissistic Mothers, and consider donating to my podcast at www.patreon.com slash narcissistic parents I will put all of the info in the show notes please give this podcast a 5 star rating so that other people can that need to hear it will hear it hi guys so I know I've been MIA for a few days I took a vacation um and I'm not going to get too much into it except that it could have been a little bit better. I haven't been feeling well physically and being away and having anxiety kind of made it a little bit worse. But I'm I'm in the process of getting the tests I need to figure out what's going on. I'm having stomach issues, but I don't think it's my stomach. Anyway... First things first, I want to talk about a little bit about what I have in mind for the training program. Um, I haven't started it because any program, anything that you do, you need a concept, okay? And I figured out what I wanted to do. I want to have the training program be two programs. One is for... Those of you that are no contact and the issues that come with that. And that one is going to be way more in depth. Um, I'm going to get into the nitty gritty and the dirt of it all. And of course, with that program, I will have weekly Zoom calls with the participants. And so it gives you a chance to ask your personal questions. And I want to have another program that is for those of you that have just realized that your parent is a narcissist and you need guidance kind of on what to do. Because I know that no contact is not for everyone, okay? I know that I push it. It sounds like I push it a lot. Because it's what I had to do. But it doesn't mean that that is the only possibility. And I say that with this in mind. Most people who go low contact or gray rock end up going no contact. But I want to be there for those people who need guidance in that area. Because I know that there are those of you that just cannot leave the house of the narcissist for now because of finances. So it's difficult, and I understand that, and I want you to know that I'm there for you too. Okay. All right, so that gives you an idea, and I hope that, I hope it's a good program. I hope that, I can honestly help you because that is what this has all been about, doing the podcast, 
Um, I don't have ads in my podcast, so I'm not making any money. Um, so I'm hoping with the training program, I'm able to really, really go in depth, more in depth than, than my podcast does. Okay. I give you 20, 25 minute snippets of things, but I can go into longer, you know, longer explanation of things and, and all that in, in a training program. Right. Um, and I will let you know what the cost is. I have myself looked into programs that are about narcissistic parents and thousands of dollars. Just, I'm, I'm sorry, they, I, I've, I've seen on YouTube, they charge thousands of dollars. I'm not charging thousands of dollars, people. Okay. I'm not a licensed therapist. I am a person who's read many books who's done a lot of research, and who lived through it. And now I have all this experience with you guys. But I'm not charging thousands of dollars for a program, so don't worry about that. I want to get as many of you um, able to do it. And the only way I'm going to do that is by charging way less than thousands of dollars. (laughs) All right, enough of that. So what do I want to talk about today? Today's topic is something that... I have a, at least, I, I don't know if she's new, but she sent me a, um, a personal message, and I totally, and, and I can read the desperation, some of your um, messages. I can read it. It's, it's so clear. So, she's asking me about sharing her feelings with the narcissist. And putting up boundaries. And she's having issues with these things. And right then and there I realized, okay, she's not, she's at this, she's at this beginning stage. This is where my training session, what I would call A would be, right? (laughs) I don't know if I'm going to call that one A or the other one A, but um, that's where the training session would, would be in this kind of area of, you're not super experienced. You don't know what narcissism is. So what is my advice to someone who's desperate, who doesn't understand why they cannot share their feelings, why they're having panic attacks when they're around narciss- the narcissist? <laughs> um, these are evil people, okay? And I know that it's a blanket statement, but narcissists are not people who don't know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. Okay? And let's put this out there because I've gotten a little pushback from trolls, um, which means I made it. I'm famous. I have trolls. I'm kidding. Um, is is that I, I make the narcissists sound like they're evil and they're bad and that all narcissists are bad. Well, you have to be toxic. You that's part of what narcissism is, right? If you're not toxic, you're not a narcissist. It's just plain and simple. A person who just likes themselves is not a narcissist. Actually, that's a healthy person, right? We want to we want to 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 be in a position where we like ourselves, but most of us don't. 
Okay? Most of us have very low self-esteem. Okay, so back to narcissists. Narcissists are people who, it's not about loving themselves. It's about keeping those feelings of hatred and everything you can think of that's negative. Hatred, self-loathing that they feel. Okay, so that part is true. They do not like themselves. They don't. But instead of being aware of that, they hurt other people to cover up their own feelings, which doesn't even make sense. Okay, so are narcissists evil people? Yes, because what they do is they hurt others to make themselves feel better. Is there a part of them that we should feel sorry for? Absolutely. I get that, okay? But I don't want that to be the central theme because regardless of where the manipulation and hatred and the triangulation and gaslighting and lying comes from, it's still abuse to you. Regardless of what the in, what where it comes from, it does come from their own uh, probable abuse. And in some cases, it's the way that they were treated as children. Um, my cousin is a case of narcissism because he can do no wrong. And so he's a narcissist because he was taught and he believes that he can do no wrong. And he's he's more wrong than, you know, wearing two left shoes. That's very wrong. So that's wrong, too. <laughs> all right. So. You have all these anger feelings. You have all of this sadness. You have confusion. You have mostly anger, I would say, because you've realized that these people have abused you, right? You you start to remember the things that were normalized that were not normal, right? And I've talked about Things from my elementary, when I was in elementary school to you guys, and some of you have stories too, of things as simple as not being allowed to go on school trips, like the other kids, like normal kids, because they want to keep you in a place where you don't feel normal, you don't feel like other children, and you feel completely dependent on the narcissist. Now, that's not everyone's case. But a lot of you can relate to that. But I do understand that some were neglectful and sent you to school with dirty clothes and things like that. I get that too. So you have all these memories and you have all these feelings coming back to you. And you want to tell the narcissist or the narcissist's in your family, you want to yell at them, you want to tell them how you feel, that you are, how could you do this to me? You want to make them understand. 
Now, this is, this is the important part. You can't make them understand because they are incapable, and this is one of the traits of self-awareness. They cannot see what they have done wrong. In their eyes, they are perfect, okay? In the sense of they cannot make a mistake. Try to tell a narcissist that they've done something wrong. Even if it's something simple, they will attack, okay? Even something simple, even if they write a letter and you catch a grammatical error, just correct that to them and say, hey, you misspelled this word or this is the wrong grammar, whatever. And you're going to catch hell for just that because they cannot, they cannot self-reflect and say, oh, I made a mistake. I'll correct it. Move on. Thanks for letting me know, which a normal person, a normal healthy person can do. So when you have these feelings, when you have these feelings, please do not go forward and tell the narcissist what your feelings are. Okay? Number one, they know what they've done because they've planned what they did. Okay? Remember, I did not know that my pa- that I had three half siblings on my dad's side, okay? That is not something that you don't know you're doing. That you're hiding that. That is a big deal. That is a huge deal. Such a huge deal that it's it's my trauma. It's what has caused me what I believe caused my autoimmune disorder, and from there, I'm still dealing with health issues. Okay? So, they know what they're doing. So, you telling them that they hurt you when you were 10 because of whatever the reason is not going to do anything. All it does is give them what they like, what they want. They want to upset you. So if you tell them that you're upset, you've done you've you've given them what they want. Narcissistic supply. That's what narcissistic supply is. It's supply of your emotions. Right? They also like to be praised, but most of the time the praise comes from the outside world, the people that they show their mask to. If you are the scapegoat, that means you are the person that they've chosen to abuse, right? If you have siblings, you're probably a scapegoat if you're listening. And you have a sibling who's a golden child. Now, that's not every situation, but a lot. Okay? They know what they did, all right? And even if they, let, let's just imagine for a second that they didn't. I'm going to give you another reason why not to tell them. What I said before, they cannot self-reflect. They cannot look inside of themselves and say, you know, maybe that was wrong. Maybe I should have let my, my daughter, my son, my stepdaughter, my grandchild, go on the school trip or whatever it is that is personal to you, right? 
maybe I should have let them buy the sweater that everyone was buying for the big game and not tell them we didn't have money when we did. Okay, that happened to me not exactly that situation, but my mother um, let me go to school with holy socks. And by holy, I don't mean Jesus Christ. I mean with holes in them. <laughs> because I went to Catholic school and she didn't have enough money to buy me socks. That is such crap. Okay, so they don't have the ability to look inside. To look inside. Every single one of us here, we we all have degrees of narcissistic traits because we were raised by narcissism. And I am still working on it. Believe it or not, I am still working on it. My last podcast, I talked about it. Because I, I was making a huge mistake. Because I didn't realize I, w- I was still dealing with Little narcissistic fleas, right? That's what they're called. The the little narcissistic traits that jumped off them and landed on us. It's impossible not to. You were raised 100% of the time by a narcissist. Right? 100% of the time. Even if it's a romantic relationship and you're in that relationship for years and years, you're going to get catch fleas, right? Because your own mind tricks you into thinking that's the right way of doing things when it's not. Um, my, my flea was not letting go of something that was done many years ago that... In, in truth, I, ha- I am now responsible for, but it's been so many years that I have, to le- I have to let that go, right? And I wasn't being a good partner by not letting that go because that's been preventing me, and that's a narcissistic flea, you know. Oh, another thing narcissists love is to hold grudges forever, okay? Um, they are... The people who, if, if they just think someone looked at them crooked, that person is gone from their life. I saw my mother do it to so many people and actually asked her, why did you do that? Like, why are you just not talking to this person? Why not ask them? If you have an issue, ask them what happened, right? And I've done that too. I, I, I've done that protecting myself. But anyway, back to kind of answering the question of, hey, how much should I tell the narcissist? I'm so angry. I, want, I figured this out. I want to tell them. No, don't tell them. Don't bother. Okay, it's not going to do any good. The only, the, the only way that it's going to do good is if you really, 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 really need to do it. And you know that right after you say what you're going to say, you walk away and never look back. So it's kind of a, a decision that you want to let go. You just, for your own sake, and it has nothing to do with them, okay? Because remember, telling them is not going to fix them. They're not going to say, oh my goodness, I didn't know I hurt you. That's not narcissists, okay? If that happens, your parent's not really a narcissist. I'm going to tell you right now. 
But if you need to do it because it's killing you, okay, then you know that you're going to do that, but you have to walk away. And I don't mean at the moment. I mean at the moment and forever. And not only that, but you are going to get bombarded by flying monkeys and smeared. Right? They're going to do the smear campaign. They're going to tell everyone who will listen what a horrible daughter slash son slash whatever you are to them. You're horrible and evil. And they're the victim. So you have to keep that in mind if you want to tell them. Now, for this particular person who who um, needed needs advice, my advice to you is, and I give it to everyone, if you're having panic attacks around your family, that is a huge huge neon sign that takes up the entire room telling you stop okay just stop stop trying stop being around them stop allowing the abuse and yes there are other ways there's boundaries. But again, I only have so much time and, and actually I'm almost up to go into these things and say, okay, how do I put up a boundary? Boundaries, the boundary has to be put up and you're the one that has to enforce it because they love to step all over your boundaries. So if your boundary is you're not going to insult me, you're not going to put me down, then you better be ready to enforce it every single time that they put you down. You put a stop to it immediately. You say, I'm not going to listen to this, and you walk away. And that's the only that's the only way to put boundaries with these people. It's not going to work to just tell them one time, I'm not going to put up with, your, with, with you insulting me. You have to just show them, okay, that's insulting. I'm not going to listen to you. Goodbye and leave, right? Okay, so I'm trying here to stay away from the no contact thing. I am no contact. I am. I was driving back from my trip yesterday and realized how quickly time goes. I am two months away from four years no contact. It seems both long and short to me. I don't know if any of you experience that. Um, it seems like forever and it seems like it happened yesterday, so... <laughs> I don't know, psychologically, there's something about um, time. It it almost feels like it's never going to be long enough. Like, it's never going to be that that period. And I think a lot, part of it is because they're not completely out of my life because of my daughter. In, like, I don't talk to them directly at all, nor do I send messages to them. I am really no contact, but I hear things. Because my daughter sees them. So, I'm going to end there. And I hope that, I, I know that I kind of just took little things from different places. I realize this t- podcast is not a straight line. <laughs> um, but I hope it, it helped. I, I, I hope you heard something that clicked. 
that's what I always hope when you listen to these, is that you hear something, you're like, oh my God, that's exactly what's happening to me. I'm having panic attacks around my parent, which happened to me too, by the way, that I was um, with a different therapist and, and she gave me boundaries that I just couldn't stick to. Um, and that's what I'm afraid of. Like, it's really hard. It's hard. It's hard to tell your parents, thank you for your advice. I will take it into consideration and then talk about something else. I tried doing it. And it's almost impossible because they keep provoking you. And that's, again, another topic I could spend hours on. So screaming at them, not a good thing. If you really need to do it, it has to be with the decision that you're going to never speak to them again. Um, put your feelings on paper. Okay, write it down. I have several notebooks scattered all over the place and I find them from time to time and open them. Because I want I want to see where my feelings were a year ago, 2 years ago, 3 years ago. And how much they have improved or changed in this time period. So write it down. And if it, you're very desperate, write them a letter and burn it. Do not send it. Okay, so I'm going to end there. I love you guys. I hope this was helpful in some way. And until next time.